Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. What kind of education do we want for our children? We have to start with high quality daycare because the child's brain starts to form from the moment he or she arrives on this earth. And we can't wait till they're three to decide they're worth our time and our attention. And more importantly, parents can't be spending time trying to make a living and worrying about whether their child is going to be able to start life on the right foot. That's the state's responsibility both in education and economic development, and we can afford to do better. But we also have to expand pre-K. Starting at four years old is not early enough. That was, this is Monica Perez, uh, your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. That was Stacey Abrams, who's running as uh, in the primary for the Democratic candidate uh, for Georgia governor. That election's in May. She thinks four years old is too late for the state, whose responsibility it is to raise your kids, gets its hands on their minds. Kids past his prime at four. That's Binkley. He's my producer. He's here to <laughs> chime in. He's a floating voice. <laughs> um, that's past the prime. Yes. Yes. Past the prime for um, that's too late. The kids are lost by the time they're four. If their parents are the only ones they've been exposed to until then. So when I say the kids are being brainwashed, it's clear that they're this is intentional. They were whatever indoctrination i was going to tell you before how i know indoctrination is the priority i have a son with down syndrome he uh he struggles to learn it's but he he struggles successfully a lot of times he really tries to learn and when he finally is able to understand a narrative historical narrative or from reading it's great he's very proud and we work with him hard to be able to put things together in order like that he came home oh and the other day just so you get an idea he's great at um he can read well and and he's and he's gets there with history math is not his strong point point. and the other day we were going to a meeting and i gave him a math test on the way out the door one question nine plus six and he got it wrong and he he is 15 years old so he should really know how to do that but but he does understand narratives and he came home the other day and he was saying we protested we want tomorrow today people should lose their guns nobody should have a gun i asked him what he would do if somebody was coming at him whatever he said i would fight him with a sword and i said but what if the guy had a gun he said i'll get a very long sword (laughs) and i was like that's not gonna work buddy and i said look i don't care if you get the propaganda and history whatever but this is I won't stand for this. This is a policy issue. You should not, you do not have the capacity to weigh on your own. So you're just being indoctrinated, brainwashed, and it upset him. It really upsets him because he struggles so much to learn. I didn't want to undermine his faith in his teachers because he has to give himself over to them completely when he struggles to learn. But it proved to me that he can be taught. And if they, what they were trying to do is teach him how to add, he would know how to add. But they're not. Education is not their priority. Indoctrination is their priority. And with this kid who's just raw, I always think of him like camera paper. You know, he just makes an impression of what he's seeing and he brings that home to me. And uh, it's very revealing.
It's really actually quite an education. But uh, I don't want to slow things down. I really want to get to a couple of calls, and I want to give you more evidence. I have a couple more clips of how I think this brainwashing is intentional, and uh, and it's coming down from the top both over time and in this situation. I am uh, James, then Kenneth first. I'm going to go to James. James, you are on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? I'll give you a quote. It says, give me four years to teach the children, and the seed that I have sown shall never be uprooted. That's Vladimir Lenin. Wow. So let me tell you something. This is, this is total indoctrination. Yes, it is. It's coming down. You, you, do you know why the people that always, the rich, the Bloombergs and the Feinsteins, want you, your guns taken away? Have you ever thought about that? Why is always people that are so-called rich millionaires, billionaires with bank control of banking systems, political power, want you not to have a gun? Is that, I have is, my is theories, but I want you? yours. Well, 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 the theory is they don't want you to have any way to, to fight them. They want yeah. total control. Yeah, that's why well, I said they only want the resistance-grade weaponry. You come at them with a handgun, they can mow you down. You come at them with a long gun, they might have to duck. And so they want to well, get those all, long guns. They want to get the armor away, body armor. Well, it's all based in communism. Another quote from Lenin is, one man with, one man with a gun can control a hundred without one. So think about that. One yes, person that's with heavy. a gun can control one person. One person with a gun can control a hundred people without one. I mean, they want you to be defenseless. They want to indoctrinate your children to sow these seeds of the Second Amendment. You got kids saying that uh, maybe the Second Amendment should be uh, taken away. When Trump won the election, you had people saying, well, maybe all people shouldn't be able to vote. They want to sow these seeds. They want to indoctrinate. They, they want to start off young. Yes, they want to start off at four years old with the indoctrination. So once they catch them at that age, the seeds that they sow, I mean, like you said, they want to take this. They want the state to raise the kid. The parent has no say so. And it's really getting very dangerous to even let your kids go to a public school. So I, I agree. Like, I think let's abolish the public schools. They're unsafe. <laughs> you know? How about well, I mean, I mean, unsafe for the mind. But, James, what do yeah, you think uh, is the answer? Well, the answer is to get rid of the Department of Education, I think. I think I think um, that'd be a good start. I, I think that I think you also should should, uh, you know, every parent should teach their own kids. I mean, the school, the, the teachers union, they're all dangerous. They all, they, you know, they, um, it's, it's all about control. Yeah, I have one, one quick question before I have to go on to the next call. But um, what do you think about the fact that these mass shootings are the only violent crime on the rise? Well, the and they happen shooting. to play into this agenda that you identify correctly, in my opinion, that's not at all about protecting our children, but more about being uh, dominated. Well, it's not about protecting your children, because answer this question, Monica. Why in the inner city? In Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit, you don't have these mass shootings. You know why? They have metal detectors. And they also have police officers in the inner cities of Chicago, in the inner cities of Detroit. You're not going to have a mass shooting in those schools because they, you know why? They know that they have a gun problem in the, in, the, in, the, in the surrounding areas and gang problems, so they put metal detectors and the police. is only in these so-called middle-class, upper-middle-class suburban schools that these things happen. And then, like the NRA lady said, white crime mothers make good TV. So then they can see this, and they say, oh, well, we need to take away the guns. 
That is because true. We, They're very sympathetic. This, these, they, as a matter of fact, the there's panels in Florida. They created this like uh, I forget what it was called, but they have like five different representatives on or three people from five different categories: the judiciary, law enforcement, the school, social services, and victims. So they have these bodies that are going to recommend policy and. 20% of it is made up of victims. I mean, that's obviously designed to be, you know, it's not 20% of it isn't made up of um, people who defend rights. That's not it. It's the government and the victims for the emotion factor, in my opinion. I got to move on, well, James. I love it when you call. Thank you. Please call again okay. soon. And uh, I'm going to go to um, Kenneth. Kenneth, you are on with Monica. Kenneth and Smyrna. Uh-oh. I think I might have lost Kenneth. I'm going to at least put him on hold. Maybe he'll come back. But there are a couple more clips I wanted to play to prove my point. I want to play. This is Eric Holder in 1995. Eric Holder, former attorney general. This is long before he was attorney general. But it was 1995. And he was laying out. This guy was always very influential behind the scenes. He's laying out the plan for gun control with respect to our kids. Let's hear clip one. I've also asked the school board to make a part of every day some kind of anti-violence, anti-gun message. Every day, every school, at every level. One thing that I think is clear with young people and with adults as well is that we just have to be repetitive about this. It's not enough to simply have a, a catchy ad on a Monday and then only do it every Monday. We need to do this every day of the week and just really brainwash people into thinking about guns in a vastly different way. So his intention is to brainwash them, and he's telling you the techniques you have to use. He's like, I'm not just saying this. I'm telling you how to do it. And hopefully we get to some of <clears throat> Binkley's clips, one of, <clears throat> excuse me, one of his specialties is finding uh, clips that trigger me <laughs> about how people are brainwashed, how the propaganda works. But I want to play one more clip that I had flagged Day one. So Parkland happened the next day with, I think it was 23 hours after the event, something like that. It was within 24 hours. They had a press conference. Sheriff Israel was there. The governor was there. The superintendent of schools was there. And he said something that I flagged right then and there. I asked uh, Binkley here to pull that clip right then and there. I said, this guy is launching the theme. He's signaling the theme that will emerge from Parkland. He's doing it right now. And I identified that, and then he proceeded to do it. So let's hear what he said. This is clip three. I will tell you that um, students have been reaching out to me, uh, reaching out to um, staff, probably board members and others, um, saying that now, now is the time for this country to have a real conversation on sensible gun control laws in this country. So our students are asking for that conversation. And I hope we can get it done in this generation, but if we don't, they will. So you, that's what he said immediately. And I knew that he was, this was something new. I hadn't heard it before, and I knew it wouldn't go nowhere. It's an expression called uh, Chekhov's gun. Something's out there. It's going to be used later in the story. That's why I'm suspicious of these narratives. And then here you have the student protests. It's all about uh, the schools and the kids. And we want tomorrow now. It's very, I, I think this is <clears throat> highly controlled. We're going to give you more clips. Very interesting conversation. And we have a special guest coming at 5 o'clock. And if you know this show, you know I almost never have guests. But when I do... 
It's always a good one. So I'll tell you about that after the break. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez. Uh, We are talking about what's the policy agenda of the Parkland shooting. 800 WSB Talk. Uh, Variable clouds and sun tomorrow, high of 73. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I am going to get to some calls. Uh, I'm going to AT. AT, you are on with Monica. Hi. Hey, Monica. This is uh, AT Ellen. I'll, oh, uh, hey, bro. Hey. You're a favorite hey. tweep. Yeah, I'm. well, I'm on Gab now. I'm uh, hot on the trails of QAnon. So. Uh, all right, we can't get into that. We don't have time. Okay, I got you. Well, here's my question. I'll take the answer off air. Uh, I really just wanted to get your opinion on one fact we can all agree on. When JFK was shot, he was taken to Parkland, okay? And I just Googled, who is Marjorie Stoneman Douglas? And it specifically says she's a staunch defender of the swamp. Or she was. So <laughs> yes. what's your take on that? Thank Very you. interesting. Thank you so much. Uh, I I actually have a list that I'm going to publish when it gets robust enough of people whose names are like representative of of what they are. Like my one of my favorites is Shepard Smith. He shepherds the sheep, perhaps one yeah. might say, <laughs> you know, or Trump trumped. The establishment, you know, funny <laughs> things like that. So um, the, the Parkland thing is one. And what was the one he just said? The par- the Parkland Hospital is one, but that it's, um, oh, forget it. He sound about JFK? Yeah. Anyway, I totally um, lost my train of thought because of that I have so many of them and I wanted to write it down on my list. And as soon as I want to remember something, I immediately forget it. But the yes, I see sometimes names and symbols like Scott Peterson was the deputy who didn't go in. And that's the name of someone who was already widely hated. Yeah. So if you really go down the rabbit hole and you start thinking even sometimes occult references come up when numbers are weird things happen in a certain way there's predictive programming where you can see um events coming from tv shows before they happen the date of the march was on it was on march 14th which is the anniversary of marx's death yeah but there can always be an anniversary like those communists are great for signifying something on any given day but uh Yes, if you really went down the rabbit hole, I think that you can find symbolism and symbology. Uh, Back after the break, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. These students have studied the Constitution. They've studied civics. They've studied law. And when you listen to them, you find out that they've learned something. We know that people who are 18 uh, can serve in the Army. What we're now learning is that people who are 18, who've studied, done their homework in high school, are able to say what needs to be done legally in America. They're able to function as citizens. They're speaking out as ideal citizens. They're not afraid 
They've been uh, they've been on the other side of the AR-15s. So, this is Monica Perez. Binkley, my producer, is here. Uh, who is that, Binkley? That's George Lakoff. He is a well-known cognitive linguist who is a intellectual hero to progressives. His words are like gospel to the most powerful progressives. I feel like, and you've exposed me, you've exposed him to me, <laughs> um, that he is carrying on the tradition of kind of Saul Alinsky and Edward Bernays and maybe a little bit with David Axrod because that, so I, previously I was talking about how my son with Down syndrome comes home spouting these policy agenda things. He, this guy Lakoff is acting like we should listen to the pure innocence of these kids who are only one degree removed from their angelic origins in heaven. But you've also played many clips to me. This guy's specialty actually is crafting the soundbite, right? The talking yeah, point. The specific the language. Point. So he's telling them that. Mm-hmm. He's telling them what to do. And then they're going. So And he's telling us to listen to them. But he, but they are just mouthpieces. He's got his hand up their backs like, yes. to control their mouths. Absolutely. And then I wonder if this is an okay time to... Rachel, do you happen to have clip two? It's kind of long. These students have studied the Constitution. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Sorry. That, uh, there is another clip where... We don't need to play. It's kind of long. Where uh, there's an ACLU student training video. Oh, yeah. Where the guy says, uh, he tells the kids, look, we are here to tell you that you do not need to obey laws or follow rules. That That is what we're here to tell you. He like reiterates that. Yeah. So He says, let me make this clear. We're not telling you not to break the rules. Ah, okay. Yes, there you go. Yes, it was pretty shocking to me what this guy had to say. So these people are being absolutely brainwashed. I mean, there's no question about it. Right. I, and we heard, if you haven't caught the show, go in a couple of days. We'll post it on propagandareportdaily.com. You can get all of our podcasts that we do together, uh, all of these WSB shows, commercial free. And we played a lot of clips that point this out, that this is an intentional brainwashing exercise to the kids. I even might say some of these events are allowed to happen or spun in a certain way to support an agenda and not the other way around. But I want to point out right before the break, I had a call from ATLian, a favorite tweet of ours, Twitter follower, who said, I don't know why, I just drew a blank, but he was saying how Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, that high school was named after her because uh, she was celebrated as not allowing them to drain the swamp in Florida. That's literally what she's there for, to keep from draining the swamp, which is funny. Uh, And Parkland Hospital, where JFK died, if you, like most Americans, I think now, realize that JFK was not killed by a lone nut gunman with no higher agenda, then it's a coup because it was covered up by the government, even if the government didn't have to do with it. That happened in Parkland. And I would say that that was one of, if not the most pivotal transformations of this country from the old way to the new way. And... uh, And certainly the end of the free press, if we ever had one. And I think that this also marks the end of the free press. Maybe that's the connection that if you want to draw something from that coincidence, that YouTube right after this, YouTube became no longer free for all where you could pick and choose what you believe, but it's highly censored now. As a matter of fact, I got censored from YouTube after this. And uh, it's because I criticized Sheriff Israel for calling for national policy when... um, 
including an end to due process for people who are accused of mental illness. It's really shocking. Anyway, I want to get some calls. Did I forget anything, Binkley? We need a tweet, maybe? Do you have a tweet handy? Yeah, I got a tweet for you. All right, bring it. Let me see. This tweet is from Old454. He says, I said it before, Americans don't have the stomach for revolution or real resistance. Frogs in a pot. Ah, the boiling frogs. You put a frog in a pot, he likes the water, and you slowly turn up the heat, and pretty soon he's dead. That's not good. <laughs> That's what we are. We're boiling frogs. Uh, I don't know, you know. I mean, I there's... um. Gosh, is it Dostoevsky opens maybe the death of Ivan Ilyich, maybe, with the line, man can get used, man is a creature who can get used to anything. That may be the very best way to describe him. Yeah. That's terrifying. Right. So I haven't gotten used to it yet. I feel like I still want to defend my rights. But whatever. I do get I do get frustrated. But that's we got to keep going. I mean, the fact that they bombard us with the propaganda night and day means to me only one thing. They must have us thinking right. If they can't have us thinking right, they don't have control. So I think just thinking for yourself is enough to uh, keep this at bay or at least kick the can. Yeah. All right, so let's see what you people are thinking. 800-WSB-TALK or um, at Monica Perez Show. I want to go to Matt in Stone Mountain. Hi, Matt. You're on with Monica. Hey. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Um, I'm kind of, I got a problem with all this gun stuff and everything. I'm a uh, combat veteran who's not allowed to own weapons anymore. Why? And well, you don't I have to tell me. Personal. Do memory. what now? I thought you wanted me to ask you why, but don't. Keep talking. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I don't care. They, they say I've been thrown into a mental institution or, you know, some junk like that. But it, it is the fact that I love owning guns, and I do buy them. And I go out and spend a lot more money than I'm supposed to buy them on just to get my hands on them. So I'm buying them anyway, but I'm not allowed to own them. But I'm also not a freak job. You know, if I'm going after somebody, I'm going after the federal government. I'm not going after kids in a school. Dude, you can't come on the show. Like You're making me think that you're trying to... Um... Get me in trouble no, here. Not, you can't say trying, something. I'm not, I'm not trying to be that way. What I'm trying to say is that the fact that I am a combat veteran, I should be allowed to own firearms. Let's put this I'm in perspective. They, I'm not yeah. a demented society because I got my constitutional amendment to own a firearm. I mean, I'm not that kind of way. So, uh, was uh, what I'm trying to say is. So that you're not. So did you get a trial? Could you appeal the judgment that you were not allowed to use guns? Could no. The, the FBI told me I'm just not allowed to own firearms. So. And could you appeal that? Is there a process? Well, I think after. I think after you've been thrown into a psychiatric. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking VA, about. By yes. the VA, involuntarily, yeah. That's after right. five years, you 
you can't appeal that. I know what you're talking about. This is what that is. You cannot pass a federal background check if you've been thrown into a mental institution involuntarily, which is why I criticize Sheriff Israel, because what he was saying is he wants the government to be able to uh, put people involuntarily in um, mental health incarceration without anyone who knows them saying that they're a threat to themselves or others, which means that the government can unilaterally do that to you. And what he didn't say is once they do that, you fail the background check. So he wasn't saying right. that. That's what kind of bothered me because that doesn't make any sense because. Because you I had no control and you have no appeal. Forty-seven in, yeah. com- in a in a confidential information. Next thing you know, they they locked me up in the psych ward. Here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say, Matt, is that if part of the Second Amendment is or what the reason I consider all of the Bill of Rights our compromise position against having given all this power to the government under the Constitution, which was much greater power than under the Articles of Confederation. So you take the Bill of Rights, and if you look at each and every one of them, it's not the rights that you have as a human being. It's the rights that you are insured so that the government does not have that that you can limit the government. It cannot limit itself. So implicit in that, in my opinion, is that the Second Amendment is there so that the government isn't the one with the guns. You're the one with the guns and you can protect yourself against the government. Who is going to do that? The many, many people who are trained in that kind of thing, from combat veterans to police officers. Those are the people who, in the end, the government is going to want to identify, maybe even say it's a Uh, De facto, if you had any kind of post-traumatic stress or you were in combat, you cannot be trusted to have weapons at home. But in reality, those are the very people who would be able to help you in a situation of a pure tyranny. So thank you for calling, Matt. Uh, That's very personal information that's helpful to hear. And uh, you shouldn't tell people that. (laughs) You get the guns anyway. All right. I'm going to Tony. This is Monica. How are you, Tony? Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Good. What's happening? Um, First off, I would like to say that you have the best uh, radio show or best show, period. Uh, Hands down over TV or whatever. You're the only show that I go out my way to uh, listen to. Fantastic. um... You made my day. (laughs) Thank you. Um, but I just wanted to say that um, personally, I don't even think that um, they're trying to uh, make a solution or get to a solution with the gun grab. I just really think that it's a way for uh, them to increase the surveillance state, like uh, through social media and stuff like that. And so that's just my belief on it. Totally. Uh, there is no solution yeah. to it. That's that's what I believe. I think it's even one one level. I think this one uh, brings it one level deeper, which is that. The surveillance state, yes, they're redoing the schools so that no one has any privacy at any time. And after Sandy Hook, Obama came down with a bunch of executive orders that was all about information collection and concentration. It, it, we used to have boundaries between state and federal. So it's why your driver's license is not the same as your Social Security number. Uh, but that that stuff is breaking down with Sandy Hook. This takes it to the next level, though, where... This mental health assessment stuff at the school level, even for people, it doesn't look to me like you have to actually display uh, aberrations, that they're just going through screenings, this kind of thing, and that electronics can be surveilled and stuff. 
makes you control your thoughts. So it's not just surveillance. I think this is taking it to the next level where where you there's no place for you connect for you to express these thoughts. Someone's going to try to get in your head. You know, a psychiatrist or whatever is going to try to get in your head. You you're not even safe in your own head. You know, a 6-year-old as a parent, you cannot let your 6-year-old think something that's going to come out in an evaluation that could be misconstrued or whatever. So everybody you can't even communicate with your own kids, they can't even think their own thoughts. I think it's even deeper than that. Love the call, Tony, of course. <laughs> Thank you. 800-WSB-TALK. At Monica Press Show is uh, my Twitter handle. But let me tell you, at the top of the hour, I have Jerry Henry from Georgia Carey on to give me some larger insight into the gun control debate and what we need to worry about in the here and now and going forward. But I have time for a couple more calls after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. The studio. Skies are overcast. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. <clears throat> after the next break, I am going to have... Jerry Henry, the executive director of Georgia Carry On. I know people like to say the NRA does not represent Americans. It's a, a representative of the gun lobby. Well, Jerry Henry represents Georgians, Georgian gun owners. And uh, I don't think he's beholden to anybody. And I want to know what he thinks, why he does what he does, and what he thinks we should be watching out for now and in the future. So stay, in, stay on after the break. He's coming on the next hour. Uh, he, I hope he agrees to take some calls. If you uh, want to talk to him, 800-WSB-TALK. You could tweet at him through me, at Monica Perez Show. And I just uh, maybe have one minute for a quick call. Joseph in Atlanta, uh, I'll give you one minute. Say what you got to say. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. And listen, I'm, I, I smile every time I hear you on the radio. You're fighting for rights. You're, you're taking a stand against what we're seeing as, you know, a socialist move toward our government, and I just want to let you know I am a concealed carry weapon owner. I also am a Christian. I look at, you know, when the thing happened in the schools, I said, you know, it's not that hard of a fix. You put it in the budget, hire a couple guys, let them have a command center, keep the doors locked, single entrance point, uh, do, a, do a check when you go in in the mornings. Any door that opens, the guys on the command center can see, have access, room can push a button. They could be anywhere within 30 seconds within the school. So I was thinking about that, and I was also just letting you know that there are people that continue to believe in the future of this country and the precious rights that our forefathers fought and died for. I'm with you there. I, I, I think they're doing a lot of that stuff with the schools, but my concern is that what we're, we're bringing martial law to every institution starting when the kids our little kids. I would rather completely end public schools. You can bring one out of your community if you want to, but the Department of Education, James was right. Get rid of that. Cannot wait. Thank you for the call. Cannot wait to talk to Jerry Henry right after the break. You can call 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.